Sports, politics, life. Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Online at robertsrobinson.com. The poor Royals just can't catch a break. I mean, they caught a really big one with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl because this ballot initiative is coming up in April where they want to extend the 3 8 cent sales tax to 2064. And we've now seen the design for the ballpark. More on that in a moment. I actually like it. It looks like it could be a – it's not what they pitched and said they were going to do, but it looks like it could absolutely work in Kansas City. So the Royals catch – you know, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. They're going to attach themselves on the ballot. There really isn't much there about the Chiefs at this point. This thing in April will be about the Royals. But they're going to use Patrick Mahomes and Bobby Witt Jr. to sell the thing. So I think it will probably pass – But on on the very day they have their unveiling that they finally decide after bungling this thing for two years where they're going to build it, which is not one of the two sites they said. It is now a new site in the Crossroads area where the Kansas City Star Press Building currently exists at Grand and Locust. The Royals have their big announcement. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody puts out a statement. There is controversy at City Hall because, because it's Kansas City, so of course it is. So the story goes like this. The city manager, Brian Platt, who's been no stranger to controversy himself, goes on KCUR Radio, which is your taxpayer dollars at work. This is NPR in Kansas City. This is your public radio outfit in Kansas City. And he goes on there, and they're asking him not about Kauffman Stadium or the new stadium or whatever. They're asking him about the parade. And, of course, all anybody wants to know, because we really don't care about anything else in this world, is, is Taylor Swift going to be at the parade? And the city manager says, I can't confirm or deny, but we may have already told her team that we don't want her here. And what the city manager was saying was, we don't have the police, we don't have the staff, we don't have the security. If Taylor comes, that's even more people We can't give her special treatment. We won't be able to dedicate a bunch of cops to her. We can't, not a good idea. Well, it probably didn't matter because Taylor was in LA and I'd already heard, and most people already heard that she was not coming because she's got a concert Friday night in Australia. So she gots to go and she's flying today to Australia and not coming to Kansas City for the parade. So I think most people thought it isn't happening anyway. But Brian Platt busts out because he wants people to think that he's important and smart that we already told her she can't come. She's not going to be here because it's just too much trouble. We can't have her. Well, I can't follow Mayor Quentin Lucas on Twitter because the petty little man has blocked me. He's blocked a former sportscaster, podcaster, who works in sweatpants in his home studio, and he's blocked me because of the popularity of this podcast. He does not want me to see what he's up to. He doesn't want me to talk about anything they're doing in Kansas City, Missouri on this podcast because he knows I will blow holes in a lot of things that he does. So he's a petty little man. So I didn't see the tweet myself, but I did see a retweet from somebody on X yesterday where Quentin Lucas had to come out after Brian Platt said, well, I can't confirm or deny, but we may have already told her team that she can't come to the parade. Quentin Lucas immediately went on. And said, no, 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 we're inclusive. Everybody is welcome and everybody is invited. And we don't select in Kansas City because, you know, we've got gender nonspecific bathrooms at our new airport, for God's sake. We're so welcoming. We have pride displays. We love everyone in Kansas City, Missouri, and we're so welcoming. This can't be true that we didn't want Taylor Swift to come. Listen, I'm not going to create a new account. 
I can create an account or I can have Jessica create an account and go on Twitter and follow Mayor Lucas. That'd be really easy for me to do. If a man is that petty that he doesn't want me following him, I really don't want to follow him. And I don't need a whole lot of Mayor Lucas content on this podcast to make this podcast work. And I think we've proven that. So this petty little man who wants to be president of the United States, I, I said it on Mundo's show last week when I was on on Friday, there's never been a better time. You're, you're the mayor of Kansas City. Go run for president right now against Biden. You could get the nomination. Go get it. Go do it. You're better than that Dean whatever guy that's running. You'll get all kinds of votes. I dare you. Go do it. And when this thing falls apart on Biden, get in. Throw your hat in the ring. Mayor Pete did it. Mayor Pete did it. He did it while he was on paternity leave or something was running for president. Come on, Mayor Q. Go do it. Go do it. So we have this city hall controversy. Now, I love these because every time Democrats are in charge, we see their policies that destroy things. We know they like to break things. They like to break cities. Crime gets created. They like to break all of our laws like immigration. But what we really miss the point on with so many of these people is the fact that they are just flat out organizationally or administratively dysfunctional, that there's infighting amongst them, that they really don't believe what they say because you can't. You can't really believe that diversity is America's strength. Like that's the thing I just hear over and over and over. You can't really hear that. What we know about the history of mankind, humanity, if you will, is that humans don't like one another based on language, ethnicity, religion, government structure. There's a million things that humans don't get along on and they're willing to kill each other over. That's never changed and it's never going to change. So when you put all these different factions together in an administration like the Biden administration or Kansas City, Missouri City Hall, when you have them all in there and everybody wants their piece of the pie to be the biggest piece of the pie and they're not pulling and rowing in one direction for one thing, like, Conservatives are pretty good at this. When, when conservatives are in control of something, they generally row in the same direction. That it's a big picture thing. That one issue, that coming together on one issue is really a collection of issues that are all one issue. Like safety, security, takes care of police, firefighters, military, all come under the umbrella of safety, security, things like that. And then we have things like Economic issues, which is lower taxes, more capitalism, a freer economy, and more opportunity for people, that all comes under one. It all rolls together into one dough ball that you can roll out and make one giant pie with. But the Democrats don't do it that way. They're all just worried about one thing. They're such one-issue people. And I think that's what happened here. I think what happened was the city manager said, well, I got to be the story here. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I got to be the story. I can't confirm or deny that we may or may not have told Taylor Swift's team that she can't be here. And Mayor Q goes into damage control and says, oh, no, 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 we're inclusive. Everybody's included. We don't want the Swifties out there mad that we told Taylor can't come. I mean, can you imagine politically what, what Mayor Lucas must have thought when this happened? It also comes on a day where we hear more and more stuff about Taylor Swift and what a what a ass kicker she is, to be honest. She's a ball buster. As a businesswoman, she's... She's Oprah-ish, and, and I'm saying that complimentary. I, I applaud her for this. She's kind of a badass. Apparently, according to Brandon Marshall, a former NFL wide receiver who was at the Super Bowl on Sunday, Taylor Swift is, she's got her suite, and Kanye West 
is doing everything he can aftermarket with t- like tickets for less, like ticket brokers. He's trying to buy the two tickets, the seats, right in front of her suite where the glass is. So every time they show her on TV, he can stand there and Kanye West is right in front of her. Kanye West and her had a, a problem at the MTV Video Awards 15 years ago. He interrupted her speech. It's very famous in these circles, but it's not famous in my life. But I'm just giving you context of the story. So Taylor Swift hates Kanye West. Kanye West believes he made Taylor Swift famous that night by interrupting her and saying Beyonce's, uh, what was her famous song? All the single ladies that should have won the award, and it should have. It's a better song and a better video than Taylor Swift's. It should have won the award. Kanye was right. But you don't interrupt somebody during a speech. So he did this. There's been a 15-year running feud. And so Kanye was going to get these seats, and apparently he did. He bought the tickets right in front of Taylor Swift's seat at the Super Bowl. So when CBS shows her, he can stand up and be in the picture frame, which is pretty funny when you think about it. Because Taylor Swift is the queen of photobombs and the her mouth wide open. Oh, like she's seeing the most shocking thing on earth. Oh, that's a first down. Oh, why is a first down more dramatic for Taylor Swift than for you and I? After we've been in Kansas City our entire lives. I can't figure that one out. But everything in the world is like uber drama for Taylor Swift. So according to Brandon Marshall, who's on a podcast, the former player, he says, all hell broke loose when Taylor found this out. She got on her phone. And she made two or three phone calls to important people. And get this, according to Brandon Marshall, now this, nobody else has said this, but Brandon Marshall, Kanye's not commented. Kanye West is kicked out of the game. Like this is before the game. As he arrives, he is escorted by police out of the stadium and his ticket's taken away. I don't know if she bought the seats. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she called Goodell. I can't tell. Nobody seems to know what happened. And I don't even know if the story's true. It sounds lame to me. And maybe impossible, but Taylor Swift is kind of a bad woman now. If she doesn't want Kanye West in there wrecking her image and her day at her Super Bowl, something tells me she's capable at this point in her career to pull that off. There are so many of these things happening behind the scenes, and we're just caught up in it. And I'm looking back now, and I think it is absolutely amazing that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I was sitting here for months telling you I thought they could because their defense was rock star. I said, you got a defense like that, and Pat, you just need a little Mahomes magic at the end of the game. You don't need him to be what he was when Tyreek Hill was here. You just need him to win you the game when your defense steps up. And I'll be darned if they didn't do that in all th- all every playoff game. It was about the defense. Honestly, the defense making a play. And they were phenomenal, and they stayed together despite all this mayhem around them, all these things that could have been distractions. And I think we can put this to bed with Patrick Mahomes. There's not going to be a point ever with Patrick Mahomes going forward where we say, "Uh uh-oh, the Chiefs lost in the divisional round of the playoffs. It's because Patrick Mahomes did too many commercials or he was too distracted with his kids or his family or, God forbid, he's going through a divorce or loses a parent or has a tragedy. No, 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 no. Put that one in a lockbox, twist the dial in the safe and lock it up for good. It is never coming out. We're never playing. There's too many distractions for Patrick Mahomes card. We have found the athlete that that's impossible. It's impossible. And I don't know if that's a profound takeaway from this season or not, but it's the easiest thing for fans to do. And I, I, I mean, I've, I'd probably had 500 emails this year for many of you that thought the Chiefs sucked. They're never going to make it. They're no good this year. 
I quit on this team. They're too distracted. They're too busy doing this, too busy doing that. And then when it came time, it was nothing but football. I mean, they literally decided the day after Christmas that they'd had enough. December 26th, they decided they'd had enough. February 11th, they win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's remarkable. It's one of the most remarkable stories ever. It will get told, and it will get better like a fine wine with age. There's no question about it. But this was the year where there was nothing but distractions. Now, the distraction of City Hall and the parade and all of the stories around the parade. I love how Kathy Nelson, I, I, I feel like I pick on Kathy Nelson on this podcast. I have known her since the 80s. We worked together at Channel 4. Like, we were colleagues. I've been friends. We were neighbors for many years over here in Lenexa. She lived just around the corner from me. I'm the biggest Kathy Nelson fan in the world. She's the head of the Sports Commission. The Kansas City Star literally runs a story. This is so good. About the parade, what you can and can't bring. They say, don't bring alcoholic beverages. Okay, they're calling for maybe a million people at this parade. And they're saying, don't, it's 64 degree day in February. Don't bring alcoholic beverages on the parade route. Just let the Chiefs drink them. <laughs> what? And who's the source of don't bringing alcoholic beverages? Is it Mayor Q? No. Is it Brian Platt? No. Is it the, the police chief? No. Kathy Nelson of the Sports Commission tells everybody, don't bring alcoholic beverages because they're against city ordinances. Okay, Kathy Nelson is going to arrest me? I love you, Kathy, but come on. Hey, she's in a bad spot. Let me defend her for a second. The star calls her. They're lazy. They're going to call one person and do a story about what you can and can't bring to the parade, and they call her. She's not an elected official. She can't enforce the law. She works for a charity. She works for the billionaires in Kansas City and is a charity operator. She has no say in what you can and can't bring to the parade. They say it's sponsored by the Sports Commission. Well, that's lame. Okay, it's put on by Kansas City, Missouri. Now, Kansas City, Missouri cops are cool. They're not going to walk around with their billy clubs and knock your beer out of your hand. Isn't going to happen. <laughs> I just think it's hysterical. This town is so jacked up sometimes. We're, we're really twisted in some of the things we do. We have a person who runs a charity run by billionaires, the most powerful people in the city, as the spokesperson in the major newspaper of what the laws are of what you can bring and not bring to a parade. You cannot make this up. Yeah, I mean, only in Kansas City. And the poor Royals had their big news conference. And I say poor Royals. Look, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is great for them. It's going to help them with their election. But they trot out their new ballpark. The 3 8 cents sales tax goes until 2064. It's a funky little park with, with a little short cutoff center field thing and then a deep right center. This is just the initial look at the ballpark. All these things can change. Nothing is set in stone. But they have this walking bridge that comes over from the power and light. They're going to build a park over the loop, this the downtown loop right there, and it's going to be grass and play area and whatever, which seems a little bit like a waste to make it just grass. I think we should have some fountains there or do whatever and make it pretty if we can. The funny part about the park is they're saying the park that they're going to build over the interstate there is a private park that will be paid for with public funds. Now, I'm not sure I know how that works. So your tax dollars are going to build a private park. What they're saying is, I believe T-Mobile and the Royals are going to control when that park is open. When there's events, the park over the highway is going to be open. When there's not, it's not going to be available to anybody. I think that's the case. The ballpark village ain't much of a ballpark village. There's going to be one small area 
For people who park on the south side of this ballpark, again, it'll be at, at Grand and Locust. This is across the loop from T-Mobile Center where the Kansas City Star Press building is. They're going to tear that building down. They're going to build there. they got to take some other buildings out. To the, It's going to be pointing to the northeast, just like Kauffman Stadium. So right field, you're not going to have a view of downtown. That's the, To me, the headline is you don't have a view of downtown. They're going to have to build their own buildings. So the Royals have announced they're going to build their corporate office in center field. So that'll be part of the view. And in right field, they're going to build a hotel which they're going to need a hotel operator, but it makes sense. A ballpark at a hotel at the ballpark makes sense. I could see somebody coming in and building one, but this is Kansas city. I don't see a real tall one. It'd be awesome if it's as cool as that Lowe's hotel, which is badass. but I'm going to guess it's not. It'll probably be something less than that. Then there's going to be an entertainment area outside right field. That to me looks a little bit like what Baltimore has, which is cool, but it's not big. It's not what St. Louis has. It's not what Atlanta has. It's not a big, it's not, it won't be as big as power and light. It won't be that. They're going to incorporate Power and Light with a walking bridge across the freeway where you can party at Power and Light, go to the game, go back over, whatever, and incorporate all the parking garages in downtown, park there, and go there. So the Royals Entertainment District has shrunk dramatically. What they're banking on by putting something in right field is anybody that comes from the South and parks to the South, that's where they'll go and have dinner or a beer or whatever before the game. So the ballpark and the walking bridge will actually separate power and light from wherever the Royals are going to build. And the Royals are just saying, we're hoping to get half the folks. We're hoping to get half of them because we know power and light's going to be busy on every game day. It's a pretty cool looking plan. I don't have a problem with it. If, if they build some cool buildings in the outfield, there's no reason to be downtown if you can't see something. The only buildings you'll really be able to see from sitting behind like the Royals dugout on the first base side will be those really old Lenexa beige brick buildings that are over there. What's what, what are those? Was one of them actually a power and light building at some point? I don't even know. They look like government buildings or government housing. They're ugly. They're the worst buildings downtown. You'll be able to see those and that's it. You won't see the rest of the skyline. Again, the best real estate has been taken up. The Kauffman Center is where this ballpark should have been. Short of that, it should have been south of the Kauffman Center across from the Kauffman Center, build it up to where you can sit there, watch the game, and see the entire skyline. That would have been cool. The land's too expensive. They couldn't acquire it. It does roll a little bit downhill, which creates a problem. There's other issues, but the Royals have decided this is what they're going to do, and Frank White, who is the Jackson County executive, gave a quote. He's on board now. Quote, I am pleased the Royals have taken this significant step, says Frank White. There are $2 billion at stake here of taxpayer money, and they, quote, deserve answers, end quote, as to what they're voting on. Frank White's main issue was, you want to put this on the ballot, and we don't know what we're voting on. Now people can see something, and the Royals have said, this is it. Everything else is dead, and this is it. Frank White said something also very smart, and maybe he's got good people around him, but he's sounding more and more like a conservative, like the only conservative in the bunch. And I don't know him to be a conservative, but boy, he sounds conservative on this issue. Frank White in his statement put out a challenge to the local media. Said, I will challenge everyone in the local media for all of us to challenge everything about this project every step of the way. Ask questions, find out, challenge it, and make it public. And I say to that, amen, whether it's good or bad. We just want transparency. We don't want the Royals and Mayor Lucas pulling one over on us. That's ultimately it, because we know Kansas City will pull one over on us. We know that. And we know sports owners will. When sports owners can take advantage of you, they will. And that I'm not even, look, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm, I'm not even saying anything mean here. I'm just telling you the truth. 
They will take advantage of you. They will do it their way with your money. You know this. Not telling you anything you don't know. But the plan itself, to me, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Hey, if you'd like to go to opening day for the Royals, it's March 28th. March 28th. And to celebrate the Chiefs winning the big game, ticketsforless.com has a special offer for you. Anything you buy right now, instead of $25 off your next order at ticketsforless.com, scoring 25 in the big game is what the Chiefs did, you're going to get $50 off your next order of 200 or more when you use the promo code back to back That's back, the numeral two, back. So that's likely a bigger discount than KKHI. Try them both. Your promo code could be KKHI. Maybe you want to go to Allen Fieldhouse and see a game. Maybe you're looking for spring training tickets for the Royals or any game coming up this year or concerts. A lot of the concerts have been announced. Today's the day to buy. Use the promo code back-to-back. And back-to-back is the numeral two. B-A-C-K, numeral two, B-A-C-K, back-to-back. Excellent promo code there. 50 bucks off your next order at ticketsforless.com. Buck Roofing and Buck Disposal are the best services in Kansas City. For homeowners, you can't do better than Buck Roofing. They do free inspections. Just call them at Buck Roofing, and they'll come right out to your home and get you a free inspection this spring. If you have projects, or if you're in the a business where you have a construction site or cleanup crews or whatever, and you need disposal services on demand, that's what Buck Disposal now is. It's got 100 giant containers, three different sizes, three different price points. They'll bring them out in the morning, take them at night, or they'll bring them out and leave them for a week, or they'll leave them for a month, whatever you need. BuckDisposal.com. And my friend TJ and his group at Back Nine Development, developing the lofts at 1700 in Manhattan, brand new condos starting at 249, perfect for your college kid to stay, take on a couple of roommates, and let the roommate pay the mortgage for you. Why not? I mean, the condos at Colbert Hills sold out so fast when TJ built those, he said, let's do more. Now he's building them off Manhattan Avenue in Manhattan. The lofts at 1700, two-bedroom, two-bath condos sold individually, starting price point of 249 Pretty cool stuff. He's also got the dunes in Lansing, eight lots available, each of them over three acres. If you'd like to do a custom build, this is the perfect place to build a new home in Lansing with lots of land around you, southeast corner of Eisenhower and 162nd Street, Call T.J. Vilkanskis at Back 9 Development, 785-236-0161. All right, elsewhere in sports-ish related stories, you remember the Jackie Robinson statue in Wichita a few weeks ago that was cut off at the ankles and stolen? And immediately, nationally, it became a story that this was a racist play. Uh, These racists came and tore down Jackie Robinson. They don't like Jackie Robinson. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Jackie Robinson. I don't even get that story. And the younger you are, the less you know and the less you care about Jackie Robinson. Like, it's been so long ago. I mean, seriously. I mean, we're we're not tearing down George Washington Carver statues because he invented peanut butter. (laughs) It's long forgotten. Nice work, Carver. We love peanut butter. We're not coming after your statue because we're racists. Good God. So a 45-year-old dude tears this thing down. They've apprehended him now. He had other criminal records. Shocking that there was a full criminal record there. Authorities in Wichita, the lieutenant that they spoke with, is, quote, very confident, unquote, not race-related. They did not give the man's name, and they gave no description. I'm going to call my shot. I'm calling it right now. This is a, I'm calling this shot. I don't know this to be true. This is just me having fun on a podcast. Don't hold me to this. 
But I'm adding this up. A 45-year-old man stole this. It was worth $75,000 in scrap metal. He has a criminal history that they say led them to him. That's how they found him, apparently. And they're very confident it is not race-related. Anybody else want to guess this dude's black? <laughs> they wouldn't. They didn't say. They didn't say. Again, the key thing with the media, not always, the key thing with the media is what are they not telling you? That's always the story. The story now is what are they not telling you? And what are they not asking? Can we get a description of the man you arrested? <laughs> it's a 45-year-old man. That's nice to know. So we know he has a penis, and we know when he was born. A uh, little more? Tall, short, heavy, fat, black, white, Hispanic? Yeah. Trans? <laughs> oh, you can get asked. This is... This is pretty funny if that's the case. If that's the case, it's pretty funny. Get this. Talk about something working out well. That park is basically a charitable foundation for youth baseball. And they, the, the, the statue is worth $75,000 in scrap metals. They've received over $300,000 in donations to do it bigger and better. All right, everybody won. Racism works. You scream racism, people donate money immediately. They got they got three they got four times as much money to do something really cool now at that park in Wichita. Good for them. A couple of great Super Bowl footnotes. Here we go. Nick Allegretti took over for Joe Tooney on this podcast last week. You heard me say, not much difference between Nick Allegretti and Joe Tooney. This will not be a factor in this game. Joe Tooney being out means nothing. I want Jarek McKinnon in the game. Jarek McKinnon did play, had a couple of little plays. Didn't score a touchdown. He's a touchdown machine, but he could have been the guy instead of Hardman on that play. Although I think it would have, I think the defense would have been more alerted to Jarek McKinnon out there than they would have McCole Hardman. So maybe that's why it was McCole Hardman. Anyway, Nick Allegretti got the snaps. They need to sign this guy, keep him long-term. I loved him from the day he got here. Um, toughest guy on the team? Boy, there's a lot of tough guys on the team. Nick Allegretti in the second quarter of this game tore his UCL in his left elbow. Now think about your elbows as an offensive lineman. He knew he injured it. He went to the sideline. He kept playing. He played all 79 snaps. Every single one of them. All 79 snaps for Allegretti, which is obviously more than impressive. So we love his effort there. The guy's incredible. They come back to Kansas City. They do the scan, it's completely torn. He's got off-season rehab. The dude played 79 snaps in the Super Bowl, most of them with a torn UCL in his elbow and was exceptional in this game. We love that story. The other one out there is circulating around from Barstool Sports about Patrick Mahomes, and it reads like this. In the last 25 years, there's been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it's the fourth quarter there's under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or less at the start. In other words, you can go tie the game or win the game here. There's been 125 drives in the postseason. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team, the do-or-die drives that win or lose critical games. Of those 125 drives, 40% of them saw the team on offense pull off the magic trick and get the points they needed to extend the game or win it. Some quarterbacks are really good at it. Tom Brady beat that average. He was 5 for 11, 46%. Drew Brees was 50%. He beat it, was 3 for 6. Again, the average is 
Patrick Mahomes, seven for seven. Perfect. Has never failed. Seven for seven. Nobody's going to call him the GOAT yet. Everybody is starting to call Patrick Mahomes the greatest football player they've ever seen. And it is well-deserved. And that's why I started at the top saying, there are no distractions. There are no excuses. I don't care what happens. I, I, I just don't care. If, if there's going to be a time when he's not this good and the Chiefs aren't this good, that's coming. It won't change the fact that we've never seen a better football player than Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. It is remarkable. You realize this guy won nothing in college. Like every game that was on the line that was close, they lost. Patrick Mahomes never beat a Big 12 team with a winning record. I'm going to repeat that again. Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech did not have one victory ever in the history of the league against a team in the league with a winning record. Never. Coaching matters. It also matters that he didn't start playing football until high school. He was the rawest of raw talents. Completely raw. Chief said, we'll coach him up. We'll teach him some footwork. And he's going to teach us a thing or two about being Superman. Because we see his ability to do things that we don't see in other quarterbacks. And we're going to allow it. If Patrick Mahomes is drafted by a defensive coach, they coach everything that he does right out of him. I thought it was a mistake. I'm being honest with you. I'm like, okay, Andy Reid's going to let this guy throw backwards across the field. Okay, good luck with that. Because I'd spent 30 years covering the game, 35 years covering the game, listening to every coach say, you can't do that. For some reason, I believed it. I'm not typically a person that believes in you can't do that. But there it was. And I thought, oh boy, this is going to be rough, man. We're going to see a lot of turnovers. In his first practices, there was turnover after turnover. He's learning what he can't get away with, Andy would say. Okay, I've never heard that one before either. And now look at us. Simply incredible. Completely rewriting how the game is played and rewriting the script of best football player of all time. Our news today is brought to you by Buck Roofing and Construction. We mentioned Buck Disposal earlier. Uh, the website for Buck Roofing is rbuckroofing.com and the number for your free inspection of your roof is 384-2680. That's a 913-913-913. 384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. The Finch Knife Company with a new dealer in Lecompton, Kansas. This sounds fun. Again, a nice day trip this spring. It's between Lawrence and Topeka. They're a unique little boutique store. Sells home goods, specialty meats, and food. Pretty cool setup they have there, according to my buddy Spencer over at Finch Knife Co. They stock the knives now. You can buy the knife there, too, if you want to go do something fun and different uh, on a, a weekday afternoon or a Saturday or whatever. Go for it, man. Or... Get your next Finch pocket knife at finchknifeco.com online. Advanced medical imaging, see what's inside. Why wait for an MRI or a CT scan? Well, you can get in today or tomorrow at advanced medical imaging. One call sets it up and you're in. 785-856-0224. They're online at medimageks.com. And don't forget, if you're 40 or older, you should get a heart scan every couple of years. And make sure that you have a zero plaque score like I do. It's important to know. It's preventative. And it's important preventative. They see all the organs in your upper torso and send that over to your doctor or their doctor that they have there. If you want to use Dr. Suber there, Advanced Medical Imaging, she'll be happy to read it for you and tell you what you've got. They've got a family practice there as well. MedImageKS.com. They accept all major insurance, but the heart scan is out of pocket. It runs about 100 bucks. 
Pretty pretty well spent 100 bucks if you ask me. On to the news. Alejandro Mayorkas is impeached. It's official. The House of Representatives has impeached Mayorkas 214 to 213. It's the first cabinet member in 150 years to be impeached, almost 150 years to be impeached. I'm okay with this. I think you got to do something about the border and let the American public know that you don't believe that what they're doing is right. We have heard stories this week that Mayorkas is actually against Biden on much of this policy, so he's probably the wrong guy, but I just don't think impeaching Biden at this point is the right thing to do. It's an election year. He's on the ropes, to use a boxing vernacular, boxing term. He's on the ropes, man. You don't want to knock Biden out. You just want him on the ropes the whole time. Don't knock him out. It's very important to keep him in the race. There's a new report out that Mayorkas personally declined Secret Service for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that he personally made the decision and denied the Secret Service. This is ridiculous. RFK Jr. is out there running for president. He deserves Secret Service. He does. This Mayorkas is a, a bad, bad person. These are bad people. These are bad people that don't care that Americans die as long as Democrats keep getting elected. That's the truth. That sounds like some wacky thing they'd say on The View about Donald Trump, and we'll have that coming up for you on this podcast too. But it's not. Think about it. Open borders are killing people. They are. We learned the Lakewood church shooter. Have you noticed what's missing from this story? We saw all kinds of documentation and, and people on Twitter. I can't document this, okay? This is not me. I saw these people on Twitter that said, Genesee Moreno, the Lakewood church shooter in Houston, is an illegal immigrant that voted in the 2020 election. She walked into that church with multiple guns, including one rifle that had a sticker on it that said Free Palestine or was written Free Palestine. One of the guns she brought in was le- purchased legally. I, I, I was apprehended at one point at the border. We're seeing all kinds of reports about this stuff, but you go read the mainstream reports that it's not in there. I'm not going to tell you. I know I've seen the documents. I've seen the things on Twitter. It could be right wing conspiracies, but I, I think if this story is true, this needs to absolutely be a major story. If the woman who went in with those guns into that church is illegally in this country. And at some point we apprehended her at the border and she has mental health issues. And she took her seven-year-old son who wound up getting shot in the takedown and is in critical condition. If all of this is true and it says free Palestine, these are parts of the story that really matter and should give great context and be of great importance to people who vote in elections. These are not the things you ignore. Because what they're saying in the mainstream media, all the legacy media, they're saying the same thing about this poor woman had mental issues. That's all they're saying about her. This poor woman, we've got a mental health crisis in this country, and she had mental, well, no, she spit she had mental health issues. You go into some place and start shooting people up, you've got mental health problems. We cannot allow that to be the story if there is more to the story. We're terrible on the right and in the media of pointing out, hey, hey, this story's missing all of this, and this one's got a basket of stuff, apparently, that's available. If true. Meanwhile, we have unhinged people on the right, like Joy Behar on The View. I don't like to quote The View or Joy Behar very often. She literally said on Tuesday, if Trump is elected, Putin will invade Europe, attack NATO, will invade Europe, and 13-year-old American boys will be drafted. Now, 
they wonder why they're not taken seriously. Did Putin invade Europe and attack NATO when Trump was president before? No. Why would he now? Nobody, Joy Behar, these people are unhinged. And Trump, how is Trump going to make 13-year-old boys get drafted? 13-year-old boys. Uh, How old's Barron? 16, 17? (laughs) What? Joy Behar, these people are crazy, man. If they're worked up into a frenzy in a place like, like we were always worried, hey, if Biden wins, the border could be open and millions more people could come in. And by the way, 10 people are coming in right now for every one that came in under Trump. It's a 10 to one ratio getting worse. It's on his way to being 12 to one. The things that we fear happen. The things they fear are outrageous and don't happen because we're the party of order. Honestly, like the best thing that could happen is nothing happens. That Trump becomes president and nothing happens. Crime goes down. People live their lives. Stock market gets bigger. Interest rates come down. Everything just gets better and everything's real quiet. We're the party of nothing happens. That's kind of what America wants. Nothing. We want nothing. We want silence. We want peace. We want no mayhem. We didn't like COVID. We don't like illegal immigration. We hate wars. But as long as the Democrats are running this thing, what have we had? Complete chaos. That's what they are. What Joy Behar missed on this story was a report that came out on Monday. This is shocking and getting no play. Last year, Putin called Biden. Offered to freeze the war. Said, we'll stop it right now, frozen where it is. We're going to occupy and remain these 70 miles that we've taken in in the border. We're going to stay right there. Again, the first 100 miles of Ukraine are all Russians. They speak Russian, same religion. They identify as Russians that live in Ukraine. Nobody wants to talk about that part of the story. Putin wants them back as part of Mother Russia. He's not interested in Poland. He's not interested in NATO. He's not interested in a lot of stuff. His, it, clearly, his army isn't good enough for that. And if he wanted to take over Ukraine, he would have already dropped some bombs. And he hasn't done that. He hasn't done it. He just wants the part that he's got. So he calls and says, look, I got these 75 miles of Ukraine. I'm done. I'm good right here. Let's redraw the line. We'll just call a ceasefire and I'll occupy these for now until we figure out down the road that we're going to redraw this and this is part of Russia. And Biden and NATO said no. They said no, let's keep the war going. Why? What's the plan? I'm scared now. I'm really scared. What's the plan? Does Biden want to send our troops in on election year so he can get reelected? Because a lot of presidents, while at war with our boys and girls, get reelected. Once our troops are on the ground in Ukraine, it changes public sentiment. Now it's kick their ass and drive them out and we're serious. Because our people are there. I don't see it. I don't see any way he can put troops in there, our troops in there. I don't think the American people have the appetite for it. I think it would be murder of our citizens. But they're doing that anyway with illegal immigration. People are getting murdered by illegal immigrants. So it doesn't, I mean, what's the difference to a Democrat? It's all the same. People die, people get hurt, big deal. As long as we're in charge, it's okay. Reuters report says Joe Biden convinced NATO, no way. We're not not stopping this conflict right now. We're going to get another $150 billion and give it to our defense contractors. 
They're going to funnel it back to Democrats. They're going to remember that it's the Democrats funding them and the, and the turtle. McConnell, and that's pretty much where we are. Our final final today is brought to you by Ideal Health KC. This is regenerative medicine. Folks, you've heard about this. This is the way. If you've got chronic pain and you've tried taking pills and getting treatments and doing yoga and all these other things and you're still in pain, try this. Regenerative medicine is your body fixing itself. That's the simplest way to describe it. They use your body's tissue and reinsert it where it's needed most. Stem cells, tissue, tissue research. This is the expertise of Dr. Kip Van Camp, who's been published in multiple journals nationwide. He's been doing this since he left being a board, double board certified interventional radiologist to help his dad when he got sick and elderly. And he believes he extended his dad's life by three years with regenerative medicine. They do PRP blood spinning. They do patch therapy, ozone therapy, and of course, tissue therapy. It is all available at idealhealthkc.com. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is one call does it all. Get rid of your critters and make your lawn green. They'll put down your fertilizer and all the stuff on your lawn as well. They'll do lawn maintenance. They don't do mowing and such, but they'll do your program around your house. That way, your grass and your bushes and your shrub, everything's taken care of in conjunction with the pest control so they don't fight each other. They got it figured out, man. It's pretty cool. Advantage tpc.com 913-768-8989 for advantage termite and pest control. And Dr. Jeremy Fry at Fry Orthodontics. I sent him a fun video that I saw on social media yesterday. It's, it looks like it's in a uh, central or South American company country. This is great. This is not even a live read for my sponsor. Sorry, Jeremy Fry Orthodontics. This is not, I, I'm telling the story now of what I sent you instead of talking about fry orthodontics, but that's the way it goes sometimes. So I send this to Jeremy and I say, check this out. I sent it to Dr. Bush over at NKC Dental too, and he has not responded yet, but Jeremy did a few minutes later and said, so true. He said, we're changing people's lives here at fry orthodontics. And it's true. It's this beautiful woman. She's like six feet tall. She's stunning. She's a model, clearly a model. And she's got this really tight dress on and there's cleavage showing and she's beautiful. And she's walking up in the city to like bus benches where nerdy young dudes her age are sitting. You know, they, you, you've seen them. They got their headphones on. They're staring at their phone. They've got a backpack. They're not very attractive, maybe 25 pounds overweight, little on the nerdy side. You know what I'm talking about. And she walks up to him and she kind of flirts with him. And they start talking to her and she's like pushing at her boobs and she's leaning over closer to him. And then all of a sudden they're like, what is your name? Hello, how are you? And they get the courage to speak. And she opens her mouth and smiles. <laughs> And they've captured, they've done something to her teeth that makes it look like she's missing seven teeth or eight. And everyone, it's very funny. It was obviously on a show. It was on a TV show. And they use music with it. And it goes, doing the music. And these guys, when they see it, they just lean away from her. They leap away from her like she's got a disease, man. You know, like she's got COVID and she's breathing on me. It's like, oh God, what is that? It scares the hell out of them. It looks like a Halloween costume at that point. And the point is, She's just gorgeous. Like any guy would just be like, oh my God, the girl in my dreams just sat down on this bench. And the second she smiles, it looks like her teeth are missing. Oh God. And they get up and they walk away from her. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I, I immediately sent it to Jeremy Fry because, you know, your smile, it's everything. It gives you confidence. It really, truly matters. That's what Fry Orthodontics is about. Pretty cool stuff. I got off on a rail there. All right, our final final is Paramount Global, a mega corporation that has 172 television networks 
worldwide, including CBS, Paramount, Paramount Studios, BET, MTV, VH1, CMT. Um, there's a Children's Network, CBS Sports Network, all of them. The movie studios, they did Top Gun, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Mission Impossible. It's Paramount, mega global corporation. Laid off 800 people on Tuesday. 20% of CBS News is toast. They let off 20% of CBS News, and I think that's a good thing. There's too many people at CBS News. There's too many liberals out there doing the devil's work. So great, they're laid off. But 800 people gone from this global company is a statement that they're getting their ship in order more than anything else. But the big news was CBS News. They all freaked out that the CEO makes $32 million and 20% of CBS News got cut. I don't know if this is a sign of the times. It's very difficult. They're in the streaming business. They own Yellowstone, the Kevin Costner show, all those things. They're doing all this stuff. I mean, they've had great success with their programming and they're losing money. That's how hard streaming is right now. But the rub of this story was they announced these layoffs the day after they announced they just had the most watched broadcast in the history of the United States of America, Super Bowl 58. Monday was them bragging about 123.4 million people watching and how great they did with their delivery of the game. By the way, Jim Nance's call beat them all. Jackpot, Kansas City. That's, that's the best. That's the best. It was great. And then Romo stepped all over him, but it was the best. Jim Nance won the Super Bowl. There was four different, five different broadcasts, I guess, the game. Jim Nance won. That's hands down. So they were bragging. They're feeling good, all this stuff. Next day, they lay off 800 people. You know they've just been waiting and waiting and waiting until Tuesday after the Super Bowl to lay those people off. That sucks. Sorry for those folks. I'm sure in this economy, they will find another job. Help wanted is America's sign out front. There you go. Hey, hit the like, follow, or subscribe button if you don't mind, and tell your friends about Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. If you'd like to join as a patron, go to kkhasissues.com. It's just $5.99 a month. And if you're ever interested in any of our sponsors and doing business with conservatives, go to the KK List. Thekklist.com has them all in one place for you. One great reference point for all of our sponsors in one location. They want to earn your business. Don't just give it to them because they advertise on the podcast. Don't just give it to them because they're conservative. Make them earn it. They want the challenge. They're up for it. I promise. I know every single one of them. They're up for it at thekklist.com. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at thekklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.